Welcome to the Dog Show 9000, the bootleg podcast, the official 1-900 hot dog comedy website. Visit our Patreon and pay us for joy. I'm the Internet's Sean Baby, and I'm here with the also Internet's Robert Brockway. This is a Brockway fact. I capped into Fuck Barge. <laughs> I have no follow-up questions. I was going to allow them this time, but you fucked it up. Don't eat it. I was there. Uh, <laughs> sorry for fucking up your intro. Uh, obviously, mine rules. Uh, today, our guest is a dear dinky of the show. She's our audio engineer, who is also an erotically renowned adult actress. In fact, the newly crowned, as of this moment, official porn star of 1900 Hot Dog, America's Sweetheart, Jimmy French. Hey there, guys. I've been waiting here this whole time. It's been, mm-hmm. what, four months now? Four months, yeah. Jesus Christ, finally. Yeah, I know. Well, our first adult film guest was April O'Neil. But um, I don't think that by any means makes her the official. Uh, it's a vicious contest. You took it. You yeah. straight. You took the food out of her mouth. Yep. Well, I actually I beat the shit out of her and took the crown. <laughs> she, it was it was violent. I'm not. It's not my proudest she moment. She is like four foot seven. <laughs> like it's not a tough fight. Oh, I'm not. It was easy. It, <laughs> to be fair, absolutely. I feel really bad about it. Yeah. This is a real story. Uh, the the night I met her, we went out, uh, had some drinks uh, with the Cracked crew, actually. And she was so small, it just sort of seemed instinctive to just sort of pick her up. And <laughs> she was, like, just fully into it and just did, a, like, a talking thing. And we just sort of did this bit where I carried her around, like, the circus in one hand while she just, like, casually chatted while, like, floating in air on one hand. It was just a weird thing we both kind of agreed on, like, non-verbally. <laughs> Uh, Are you sure you agreed on it, or did you just attempt, like, temporarily kidnap a woman? That's true. We, I was at least 70 beers into the evening. This I might be remembering it completely wrong. That's an ogre uh, move. That is a full I'm ogre not, move. Yes, absolutely. I get really ogre uh, progressively the more and more beers I have. Um, but anyway, it's great to have you back on the show, Jamie. Last time you were on, we, we uh, what did we read? The If, if masculinity is toxic... Called Jesus Radioactive, I think was the name of that book. Yep. And that was great. Yep. Uh, we all learned a lot. As though there was um, a danger of you forgetting that title. <laughs> right. I did almost fuck it up. I'm uh, 68 beers into this podcast. So, like, just and let start you know, ogring. I'm near full ogre. Well, uh, let's talk about uh, your work and plug something for you, Jamie, because as you know, we just kind of trail off at the end of these things. So, oh, sure, um, sure. I know that you, I saw from your Twitter, you recently landed a role in a film called Transsexual Stepmoms 4, which seems like a pretty high production shoot. Um, and if I'm understanding correctly, it's the first movie where all the hot ladies are each other's stepmothers and have sweet dongs. Is that correct? I don't know if it's the first, uh, but there's no it's way that's the definitely first. not one of the last. <laughs> And a lot of real dynamic variations on uh, traditional approaches to holes. A lot of, lot of combos all over the uh, place. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we shot that one, I, I'm thinking it was about four months ago. Mm-hmm. And it's just now coming out. Uh, yeah, the editing process and everything takes time. Sure, sure. Uh, but yeah, that, that just recently came out. And it's from a, a pretty big production company. It was a, a kind of a milestone in my career. So it's it very nice to be a part of that. And it's out there for everybody to see. Yeah, congrats. Uh, the last, uh, you probably heard this as our audio engineer, uh, we just talked about the worst porno ever made. And so it's uh, 
It's just yeah, nice to get glimpses of like high quality, <laughs> you know. <laughs> this was all and set up. We were setting you up with Bat Pussy just to make you look extra good when you came on now. Uh, yeah, I felt I, I felt incredible about my career after that episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think everyone did. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I took over your whole plug, though. Is, uh, let me give you the reins back on your plug. Uh, mine's real easy. It's just uh, everything can be found through my Twitter account. So twitter.com with the slash and Jamie underscore French. From there, everything can be found. Fantastic. And you recently did a huge high quality production of a very stupid song I wrote for our Out of Death podcast. It was fantastic. And I know it wasn't like the in-booth or on-stage rock and roll collaboration we've always dreamed of, but uh, I think you made something beautiful. And uh, congratulations again. You're far too kind. I gotta say something about that song. Um, the song is in the, the original song is in the key of F. <clears throat> and that is, that is right where my voice starts to really crack. And I if I was smart, I would have like transpose the song maybe a half step down or a whole step down but now i'm singing at like the edge of my voice and i wound up coming off to my ear like uh the love child of brett michaels and dave mustaine so okay yeah that's not that's, a bad thing singing well, at the edge I, of my voice that's that's your album title <laughs> it's the name of the tour i just oh i got a name for our band French and Furious presents Bob's and Sean. Fucking A. I'm all about it. That's a new t-shirt. I'm, I'm, I'm all over it. <laughs> Enough mess around. Let's really get to it. Uh, today we're talking about uh, a deceased actress turned sex relationship vitamin guru, Nora Hayden. Uh, and Okay, did she die of something ironic? You know what? I could not find her, her uh, cause of death. I looked for obituaries. Which again is a really tough uh, Google search because it's been taken over by like elderly. Yeah, it's like internet scams now. Yeah, so (laughs) obituaries of all things. (laughs) It's real tough to get obituary info, but uh, on the three things I found, it uh, it was not listed, and I think that's because she probably died of a of a disease or something like more or less either preventable or something she claimed to be immune to. Cause a lot of her vitamin books are like, Oh, I haven't been sick in 22 years or something. So yeah, like 70%, there's like a 70% yeah. chance any of these vitamin people when they die, it's of something ironic, right? Like the highest it's- irony, mortality chance of any <laughs> profession. Yes. Until COVID just like crushed those numbers. Right. But like G- guys, guys, as a representative of the listening audience, uh, who- who is this lady? I have no idea who you're talking about. Oh, I'm, I'm very happy to tell you. Uh, Nora Hayden, uh, she was an old-timey actress in the uh, 50s. And then she wrote what might be one of the most popular books on sex ever called How to Satisfy a Woman Every Time and Make Her Beg for More. Give give her props for the boldest title. Yeah, it was fantastic. Fucking Dostoevsky and- wishes. <laughs> I... <laughs> So I have uh, a whole bunch of her books right in front of me, and I kind of lined up my notes so we can go through her career in chronological order. Um, and I know that uh, when you said uh, you don't have to be on the show just for sex stuff, uh, I'm very, I'm very excited to tell you that she managed to write like six sex books with only one sex tip across all of them. So okay. like, you're it, this is not going to be an erotically charged show. <laughs> Hey, I apologize for that. I was I was cranky that night. No, no, so. no I, I I understand. I, I but we're gonna dip into your other fields of expertise 
Definitely. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm all over it now. Yeah, I'm all about it. <laughs> Let's do it. So uh, she's kind of one of those people that she, they just exist in the world. And if you sort of glance at them, they seem like normal and even successful until you just give them the tiniest bit of scrutiny, like uh, like best-selling romance author Gregory Godek. You look at him, you're like, ooh, he's a, he <laughs> must Godek. be a really good author. And you're like, selling. oh, no, you're best-selling. 200 books. Wow, this guy's a fucking idiot. Or Don Diebel. Uh, <laughs> best-selling of fucking trash. Um, if you're listening, uh, Gregory Godek, hi. Uh, Come so- on the show, coward. <laughs> you, f- <laughs> you fucking fuck. <laughs> come have a come have a romance off with us. Gonna devolve into just attacking an old man for a long time. Uh, Nora Hayden. Uh, she started off in her acting career in 1951, and she took roles such as, and I looked these up on IMDb: Showgirl, uncredited; Woman in Bedroom; Redhead, uncredited; Model, uncredited; Harem Girl, uncredited. But finally, she was in a movie that gave her a name in 1957. And from there, it was a whirlwind rise to stardom with the part of girl, uncredited, in High School Confidential, <laughs> along with four small, non-recurring, but named roles on TV shows. Then, she hit it big in 1959 on a uh, film called The Angry Red Planet, which was not ever done on Mystery Science Theater, though it is often requested on Riff Tracks. Also not done on Riff Tracks. So, an unmocked, but still terrible, 1950s sci-fi movie was her biggest hit. In 1960, she was in two Danish movies. One was about uh, aspiring actresses switching bodies with the help of a magic elephant. That's real. That's uh, real? Oh, that sounds real. awesome. Yes, it sounds pretty good. Now I'm a uh, fan. I'm going to be pro Nora <laughs> Hayden for the rest of this podcast. <laughs> Here's a fun fact about that movie. Both directors took their name off of it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she also had a bit part in a film called Operation Camel that same year. Okay, that uh, has to be about two no-name actresses switching bodies with the help of a magic camel. Uh, I wish. It was, uh, according to IMDb's translation of the tagline, join the buddies' exciting and playful experiences in Gaza and Cairo. Nope, I'm right. Uh, that's what that's about. That's probably what it's about. The, the translation was bad, so it was probably, it was probably body switcher. Um, so after that, she was in a single episode of 11 different TV shows playing roles such as nurse, secretary, Actress and someone called Big Red on episode 54 of Bonanza. <laughs> so, with this career going to the limit, uh, she started writing books. And uh, this is where we begin our Nora Hayden journey today. 1972, she wrote a book called The Hip High Prote, Locale, Easy Does It, Cookbook. Great at names, Nora Hayden. Just wonderful title. Dostoevsky fucking wishes. <laughs> he fucking keeps wishing. <laughs> he keeps wishing. Everyone, he's like, damn it. Uh, the logline on the top is, the cookbook that does for dieting what the happy hooker did for sex. And uh, that's in quotes, but it's not attributed, I it's think. not sell a book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that does. No one actually said that, I guess is my point. I do want to read the back of the book. Um, Nora Hayden has what everybody wants, and she's willing to give it away. Ooh. Nora Hayden is a ravishing redhead with a fantastic figure, a scintillating acting career, and enough vim and vitality for an extra career as the proprietor of a very in dining spot. What is more? So I guess she's a restaurateur. I did not find that in my research. No, no, uh, that was only saying hypothetically. Of- <laughs> that was saying hypothetically she could be a restaurateur. You know what? I think I think you're probably right. Uh, <laughs> They're not so bold as to say. <laughs> she could have a restaurant, maybe. Photoshop gives her four stars. 
No one says that does what. <laughs> yeah. What? Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what is more, Nora loves to eat and does so without fear or inhibition. Her secret? It's simple. What she loves to eat happens to be so very good for her health and her figure that she can eat just as much as she wants with the most delightful consequences. Oh, she fucking it- likes dieting. Fuck you, lady. But you just explained. That's not <laughs> It's not revolutionary. You explained what a diet was and then we're like, but I like it. Yeah, it's fine. I just, I'd like small amounts of low carb food. Uh, so I do want to read... Uh, I guess I, I, let me let me tell you about this book, just sort of in the, the high concept notes. It sort of opens up with a, an unchecked escalating bragging that starts with, uh, no one expected me, an actress, to know how to boil water. That's an actual quote. And by the time she's done with the very first page, uh, she has talked herself into being, and I quote, the Renoir of the kitchen. And then it just describes her incredible journey to stardom in Hollywood. And... Uh, I was Uncredited. not, yeah, I was not like fucking around when I described her career. Like that's her career. And when she describes it, it's just like this amazing, like fucking speedboat to stardom. So on page 17, she finally gets to a recipe, uh, which means she might have actually invented the meandering way too long intro to recipes used today by all internet cookbook authors. Patron saint of it. Blame her yeah. every time. <laughs> good, good for her. I think everyone's least favorite thing about internet recipes. Worse, they might be worse than obituaries if you're like trying to look something up. Worse than accidental um, poisonings. Everybody's second <laughs> least favorite thing. Uh, so I'm just going to read page 17. Just tell me when to shut the fuck up. Uh, I, I think she did a ton of cocaine and really channeled that into the typewriter. It says, dynamite for breakfast, blast off with energy that lasts all day long. Good morning, sunshine. Good morning, raindrops. Good morning, morning. Wow. Shut a lot the fuck of that up. was in. <laughs> <laughs> well that was just instant that was instant. instantly insufferable yeah. oh my god You're right yeah and that was all, that was all caps by the way uh so it is just this long extended metaphor stretched in every direction about how her body's an engine and it's a rolls royce but sometimes it's a honda sometimes it's a bmw it so is- wait we skipped ahead to the recipe and it's still not the recipe uh, yes, this is the first recipe. I was just starting to read that. It goes on for, I swear to God, two and a half more pages. And then after that, it's just like normal recipes, like with a ton of seeds added. Just a fucking onslaught of thoughtlessly seeded ordinary dishes for hundreds of pages. Just like, hey, some smashed zucchini. Uh, add some soy powder, some seeds, you're done. That's the Nora Hayden recipe. It's a terrible book, uh, but I think it... Might have been a hit. I don't know. But she kept writing books. I'm just going to throw this one behind me. And we're going to go to the next book. 1976. Everything you've always wanted to know about energy, but were too weak to ask. Uh, so the logline here says the dynamic bestseller that has already brought vitality and glowing health to millions. So I don't know if that's an outright lie or if her first book sold a lot of copies. But, well, like um, today, you have when you lie about being a bestseller, you have to be like, well, I'm if only if you look at like a subcategory of Amazon right. on a certain day, then it counts. Then I'm a bestseller. But I think yes. back then you could just lie because there was no way to look anything up. You could just say I'm a yeah. bestseller. And what was somebody going to do? What were they going to do? Like fly to New York and ask? Like they you couldn't do shit. You couldn't. You couldn't do shit. Uh, this one. Uh, let me read the foreword. Uh, when I finished my last book, I'm going to just skip the first paragraph. Uh, it is incoherent. 
Uh, the second paragraph, when I finished my last book, I toured all over the United States, appearing on television and radio in most of the big cities. And after every show, I received an incredible response from the viewers and listeners. The switchboards would be jammed with hundreds of calls, and I would stay after the shows and talk to as many listeners as I could. In fact, most of the producers sent me letters attesting that I drew more responses than any other guest ever. My great popularity was not due to me, but to my enormous energy. It was unbelievable and a revelation. The one thing most people were interested in was energy. The one thing most people seemed to lack was energy, and they wanted as much info as possible and how to get it shut the fuck up (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm glad you did it somebody had to Uh, (laughs) so we're just we're just so late somebody had to smack her you guys you were really late on that one so this is kind of another theme of her books is she will just go off about how great she is and how she does these television appearances and she's just the best guest that anyone's ever had and changed everyone's lives and blah 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 and from her perspective, she might actually believe this. Like, if she can describe her oh, yeah. her film career in the way she describes that, like, her, she just goes to the store and buys, like, a jar of pickles, and she'll be like, oh, my God, I went to the store and, like, invented pickles, and everyone there couldn't believe I actually did it. And everybody clapped. Uh, everybody <laughs> clapped. Uh, so th- this book is just amateur hour Tony Robbins shit. It is like love yourself and eat better and exercise bare bones life coach trash from someone who never checked to see if it was anything. It's just right, raw and empty positivity. Somewhere in it's the middle just, she does quickly mention cocaine, right? She has never mentioned cocaine. Uh, she's in fact a you pretty devout Christian at this point. So, uh, But she's also in Hollywood and clearly like uh, getting around. Like I, she's partying with these people. Uh, I guess I take the point it back. Is she got that Jesus energy. She she might have the Jesus energy. That could be it. That's but she's dangerous energy. She's clearly just someone who grew up fuckable in a community where that gets you on bonanza. You know what I mean? Like she's had it so easy. The bonanza community. That the bonanza community. Uh, my notes do say to read you page sixty nine. I don't know if that was like a nice. joke. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I I'll edit that out. <laughs> no, it's mandatory. <laughs> I leave it. I don't know how you could avoid it. We all understood the, like, flatness in your voice. (laughs) It was compulsive. So she's talking about, um, she's bringing up sex for the first time in this book. I think that's probably why uh, I tagged the book, which is funny because it's on page 69. It's perfect. She says, many doctors believe that a full male orgasm never happens without training. A man can teach himself. <laughs> yeah, I do. I'm That's not. That's the craziest fucking thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Just, we're not, we can't do it, man. A man can teach himself to slow down when he thinks he will come, and the pleasure of bringing his partner to climax several times while he enjoys the sensual delights of being teased cannot be surpassed by mere ejaculation. And any woman fortunate enough to have such an enlightened male will be the happiest woman in the world. Teasing is the secret to great sex, and only someone who loves will take the time to tease. A real lover isn't interested in slam bam, thank you, ma'am, or buzz were, thank you, sir. So, she, so she's all about sting. Is that is that the takeaway there? Most of what she does is I would describe as edging, or uh, yeah. Oh, so it, this isn't a tantric thing. This is okay. Yeah, like sti- yeah, I guess it's sort of a sting thing. Yeah, she really wants to not quite be fucked for a long time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And so that sex tip is in every one of her books, and there is no and second sex tip. Yes, good podcast. <laughs> but she's an advocate of gooning. 
is what it sounds like. Goody. You guys know what that is? Oh, no. I, I, from context, <laughs> maybe. teach us something uh, today. All right. It's it's what the kids say. It's instead of okay. edging. Ah. Oh, it's just edging, yeah. but with I'm the cool fucking word. grandpa with my, like, withholding erotic, eroticism. So to walk us through gooning, is it as simple as it sounds, or can I do it now? It usually requires uh, a boatload of poppers and about eight hours of free time. Okay. And poppers, that's amyl nitrate? Yeah. Okay. I just Perfect. don't have right. I just don't I'm have set. the time to come that long. It's it's the loneliest hobby. It is uh the kids love it though. <laughs> so uh this uh, this book also she invented uh not just her one sex tip of to like not quite have sex for as long as possible, but her um author bio, which is uh Nora Hayden, who is optimistic about the future of the world, loves life, people, and her dog Seymour is doing it all. She's running the gamut of performing from stage and screen to TV, and more recently on records, the vivacious, beautiful redhead starred in the off-Broadway musical Be Kind to People Week, which will be reopening soon, is completing a film. Oh my gosh, shut the fuck up. PK. (laughs) (laughs) It's not even for a bit. I just hate it. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, So she mentions the perils of PK in this. This was 1976, and that's a a self-driven her vehicle about like an uh out of work actress who turns to like sex work and it's very autobiographical uh except for the sex work part and so i just want to like tag tag that date 1976 she has included in her author bio like yeah i'm pretty much done with this movie so uh we'll see if that comes back to be funny later uh her next book I think it might. It might. It might. In 1977, the very next year, she wrote a book called Isle of View. And then in parentheses, say it out loud. Yeah, we got Uh, it. Yeah, I fucked the bit up because I am saying it out loud. But like, (laughs) it is. That pissed me off hard when I found out about this book. Nora Hayden, I know you're dead, but fuck yourself. (laughs) I I remember hearing that. God, what was that from? That was from some like young adult child fantasy book. I remember... Reading that pun for the first time when I was like 12 and still rolling my eyes at like 12. I should also mention that this is when she also invented her uh, Nora Hayden Dynamite Vitamin Milkshake. And uh, everything she ever did after that was more or less a commercial for the vitamin shake. Like, I think that was her main revenue stream. Until she died from it. Until she, until it killed her, yes. Well, you shouldn't put actual dynamite in it. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's her main mistake. And it's funny you mention that because she did insist on some very stupid ingredients that spoiled much quicker than they were supposed to. And this led to a lawsuit that, again, I'll get to later. I'm trying to go through her life chronologically. Uh, so this book is just a slightly hornier version than the last book. It's a cocaine rant, uh, or I guess a Jesus energy rant. Uh, about like lovemaking and how you should live your life. But it's just like, I don't even know who our audience could be. There's not a single word of this that you couldn't just think of as a 12 year old or older. She thought she invented sex. Right. That She was pretty sure. <laughs> she, she is certain she's invented everything she's ever thought of. And, like, Trying and- to find the language to explain to you what sex is. It's like, it's great. It's like this, it's like two people and you put like stuff almost you almost put stuff in each almost. other, but you don't. You don't do it. You never do it. Oh, my God. That's good. I'm <laughs> going to put that in 19 more books. So it's a book about love, but it opens with a chapter on pleasuring yourself. And it's not about, like, getting over your fear of, like, jerking off or sitting on a shower head or whatever. It's about vitamins. It's literally a long pitch for her dynamite vitamin milkshakes. The Pleasuring yourself is just, like, filling yourself with vitamins. 
Best jerking uh, off is vitamins. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Always say that. <laughs> and it's 61 pages long. The first chapter about pleasuring yourself has nothing to do with masturbation, and it's 61 pages long. Just oh random God. tips about how much yogurt and minerals you need based on your chakras. Some shit about how like dancing is fun. I honestly don't know who it's for. I've never met anyone dumb enough to take anything from this book, and I'm from fucking America. Preemptive shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 61 pages. Were these, hold on, were these traditionally published? Did did she have a publisher? Or were these like, um, was this yes, all self-published these are hustle? published by, um, let's see, Pocket Books is the name of the publisher? Yeah, okay. Uh, so that's, it's a real... Yeah, that's a real one. Uh, it's a real one. So somebody looked at this and was like, "Yeah." Like yeah, a second, I, a second, possibly third party looked at this and was like, "Yeah, you need sixty-one pages about not masturbation." Nobody looked at it. She just slipped some cocaine across the table. Yeah, I I think she's cruising through life on sex favors. Worked. <laughs> I think everyone who met Nora Hayden was like trying to fuck her. I think is what the thing well, is what wait, the deal was. You said this was seventy-seven. Yeah. That's absolutely what happened. Yeah, for sure. And uh, <laughs> They never did. They got close, but they never did. <laughs> they never did. Um, I'm going to read a little bit of page 85. Um, feel free to say, shut the fuck up to me. I, I'm hardened to it at this point. I'm going to try not to. I'm going to try to let you finish. <laughs> that goes against the entire ethos of the book. <laughs> <laughs> this chapter three, uh, page 85. Faithful to me, and that's faith. As in faith in God, dash full, F-U-L-L, to me. Uh, just so you already hate it. I just want you to know that you should hate it already. Yeah, Shut yeah. Shut the... Yeah, I'm not doing it. I'm not going to. Hang in there. Have you been cheating on yourself? I know it sounds ridiculous, but lots of us cheat on ourselves every day. For example, did you skip your dynamite milkshake and Vites? It Fuck. only takes two minutes. <laughs> and make an excuse for not doing your morning exercise? Only ten minutes. And take a cab or your car instead of walking the few blocks to work? And have the martinis for lunch, even though you know they make you sleepy all afternoon? And the double <laughs> chocolate mousse for dessert? What, you've been trying so hard to drop a few pounds? Or did you let your husband think you really enjoyed last night's lovemaking? When, if you just explained to him that a tiny bit of romance really turns you on, you could really groove with him. Or did you let your wife think, you like lima beans? With <laughs> Okay, I'm going to just stop at this point. You get the idea. God. This is a woman... Who has lost her goddamn mind. <laughs> um, so here's a fun fact. Uh, she sued the publisher of this book for, quote, mangling the editing and also putting no effort into promoting There was it. no editing. Maybe that's what I, she meant. Like, maybe. you need to edit me. So <laughs> yeah, need to rewrite this whole you? fucking thing. <laughs> she says they cheated her out of the $3,700 she spent of her own money promoting it. And I don't, I don't know what deal they had. It seems unlikely they had a deal like, yeah you spend whatever money you want we'll reimburse you for your personal promotions uh yeah. try to guess what her lawsuit was for the um the crimes i've just listed like the amount yeah what did what do you think she sued for for thirty seven hundred dollars uh, of her own money and lack of promotion three million dollars holy shit that's so close oh damn it i was gonna i was gonna go low i was gonna go hilariously low <laughs> no 3.25 million dollars uh wow, and 77 money that is that yeah, is just all of that's all of it nobody else had that much money narcissists calculate everything that's owed to them by a factor of a thousand yes that's that's like that's her math <laughs> she uh so that's um that's isle of view terrible book 
Uh, we don't need to read any more of it. Her next book was called Astro Dash Logical Love, meaning already done. I'm out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, me. Shut I up agree. halfway. Shut up at the hyphen of your title. So, when, you, when you hear the little space that you leave, Astro. Nope. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> fuck you, Nora. Uh, this was marketed as like a logical moon sorcery book, like you know how like. <laughs> You look at the fucking stars and like <laughs> and sorcery. So, logical moon sorcery. And uh and I With swear science. to God the, the way they the way she sold the book was it it bragged about listing the birthdays of over five thousand celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> Not even gonna fucking open that book up. That's what I'm uh, saying though, like I that apparently was valuable information back in seventy yeah. seven. Where else would you find that? I guess somebody was like, "Oh my god, I would never, I would never learn this on my own." She had That's to right. go around to every celebrity and ask them. I feel like Entertainment Tonight was already on TV, and that they really covered that extensively. Like that, that, that filled like seven minutes of Showtime every day. Uh, her next book, the same year, 1982, that was the the huge one. This was how I discovered Nora Hayden. I, I reviewed this book for One uh, Nine Hundred Hot Dog. Uh, it's called How to Satisfy a Woman Every Time and Make Her Beg for More. And again, though, ace title. I, yeah, we cannot take that away from her. Fantastic. And this book, I think, was just massive. Like, I feel like this was uh, one of those books that was just kind of on everyone's. It's like a joy of sex book where just everyone had it. And she had not quite one tip. So she invented clickbait here. Right. And... Uh, very clear. I, no one would ever believe me unless they read the entire book like I did. But I swear to God, the only tip in that book is to kind of get close to sex, uh, but not quite do it. And then, you know, oh, she start to beg for more. Oh, but you don't quite do it. And then repeat that for 40 minutes, three hours. I don't know what your schedule will allow, but as long as possible. And you finally go in and then she just dies, just fucking dies right there. Heart stops on the bed. That's the sex tip. She does have sort of the reverse of that. Like if you're the woman and you're trying to get the guy to do that, uh, it's not to tell him to do that. It's to like use your thighs to push him out of you so he can't quite get all the way in there. And then eventually he'll learn like a, like a fucking okay, that's just fighting bear. back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's just, I, I feel like that's a message you don't want to get. I guess if you're the guy and you're like, oh, my woman really likes to have sex with me. And then she's just physically removing you from her. You're like, kicks you across I, the room. Fuck, baby, I love it. Every facet of this lady is just exhausting. Yes, you would hate this woman. <laughs> oh, God. So one of the reasons I make fun of her is because she'll not, she won't shut up about um, how sex outside of marriage isn't for her. Like, she's okay with you if you want to, like, betray God, but she would never do it. And since she's only had three husbands, like, you can do the math. She's one of those cool Christians. Right? Yeah, you could do the math on... Like, how well she knows her way around a dick. Like, shouldn't, you shouldn't write a sex book if you've only had sex with three people, I think. That's just, like, my advice for the world. But, I mean, obviously, obviously she's full of shit. I, I, look, I've had sex with upwards of maybe 12 people, and I wouldn't write a book. <laughs> I mean, I put in some good numbers. I can, I can beat three. Uh, but I, my theory is that Nora actually had some, I, I think she put in some pretty good work. I think she knows her way around. I think she wants us to think of her as someone who's just like really good at working those three dongs. But like, uh, I, 
I don't doubt her sexual expertise. I just think she has a very, very specific need. And it's this, this one sex tip. During my research, I, uh, remembered something from the Louis C.K. show, uh, the Louis show. Oh. It was the pilot episode. He, uh, was getting sex advice from his dad when he was seven years old. And his dad almost word for word gave him the Nora Hayden tips. Like you go in, but you do not penetrate. So I'm just saying like this book was so ubiquitous that it was foundational for it's the, responsible uh, for Louis C.K. Yes. One of the world's most famous sex pests uh, had this book be very foundational. This to. is why he'd always take it out, but never have sex. This is where he learned that. This is where he That's learned where his he crimes. Learned that. It had a yes. horrible, horrible cultural impact. I got it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. There's a whole generation of people who read this book and thought the secret to having sex is just rubbing your tip on it for as long as possible. And again, I'm sure some people are into that. I just don't think that should be your go-to move every time. You know, that dude has good stay-out game. Yeah, really good stay-out game. You cannot it's get really that dude in. You can try to force him. He will just, like, he's slippery. He's work around it. Yeah. He fucks my schedule up. That's what he does. You guys seen Bat Pussy? He's like that dude. <laughs> I think this is where she peaked with her um, author bio. Her author bio for this book talked about how beautiful and fit and uh, vivacious she was, but it also lists her height and her weight. It lists the color of her house. It lists like <laughs> pilots she's working on, like stuff that didn't ever get released. Um, she also talks about her, uh, her of course, vitamin Sounds milkshake like a and Facebook shirt. <laughs> it really is. It's like fourteen Facebook shirts, like I live stapled in a together. Blue house, working <laughs> on six pilots. I never fuck. Never fuck with a Gemini who loves horses. I'm going to move on to the next book, which is from 1985. This is called The Perils of PK. And it is the novelization of the movie that will be released next year. And she she wrote it herself. Released the novel first? Yes. According to my numbers, there are some... IMDb is sometimes Announced the movie, but released the novel first. Yes. She wrote her own novelization of the screenplay. And uh, this is... Okay, you'll laugh out loud at this wacky off-the-wall story of a once rich and famous movie star as she tells her shrink all the hilarious antics that caused her to fall from stardom and become a has-been stripper. Um, so then it describes, you know, how great she is and all of her, her body of work. Uh, so I'm just going to read the some stripper? of this to you. Uh, yeah, the stripper, who's just barely not Nora Hayden. Now, uh, remember her other book was nine years ago. She said, you know, she's pretty much done with the perils of PK. That's that. This is the payoff for that, that it took about 10 years for this thing that was pretty much done in her author bio to actually exist. But it did exist. She did get to make it somehow. Uh, Yes, she did make this movie. It is. uh, Well, I'm going to get to it. And I have lots of great things to say about that. I'm just going to read you this book in its entirely. Uh. (laughs) I used to be very famous. In fact, I was a superstar. And it wasn't too long ago either. But that's all changed now. It's too bad, really. I worked damn hard to get to the top. And to think some idiot re- Uh, I'm going to skip that word. (laughs) Ruined my life. Now, you're thinking he, of course it was a he, must have been a powerful idiot re- You know what? I'm going to just stop reading this book. (laughs) (laughs) Powerful opening, I assume, sentence. I assume that was all uh, one capitalized sentence. Yes, that was sentence. one sentence. 
My sides are splitting. This is pretty hilarious. Two R words in the first sentence. Uh, Fucking Dostoevsky wishes. God damn it. Uh, now let's talk about the movie itself, 1986, The Perils of PK. Now, it was written by Nora, self-funded with uh, vitamin milkshake money. And it was uh, obviously about a once rich and famous movie star who became a sex worker. It was 27 years after starring in her last American movie and 20 years after her last bit part in a TV show. So that's the... I mean, it's been a half a human lifetime since she's like had a film career. And so there, there's a there's a tragedy to that. Now, I want to read... Um, I couldn't find this movie anywhere, nor would it matter if I watched it or not, right? Uh, we know it's bad. Uh, here's a review by IMDb super user F. Gwynplaine McIntyre. That's real. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just pause and talk about how IMDb yeah. super users are like my favorite subgenre of the internet? They're, they're, you cannot put a pin on them, but they're all so weird. I, I love it. So, the perils of, this is their quote, the perils of PK is beyond awful. It's Nora Hayden's desperate attempt at a comeback. If you have to ask who Nora Hayden is, I don't blame you. Hayden was a 1950s actress with looks and talent slightly above average, but only slightly. She gave an excellent performance as the female lead in Angry Red Planet in 1960, and that was the peak of her career. He goes on like this for several hundred words, and then he says, The perils of PK is absolute garbage. Totally unworthy of viewing. It's not even enjoyable on a campy so bad it's good level. It's just dreadful. Just to give you something interesting, I'll tell you the bizarre story of how Dick Sean died. <laughs> now, <laughs> the point is, uh, and then of course he does. He gives a long story about how one of the co-stars of one of her movies died. Uh, the point is, I've never seen a film fan like F. Gwynplaine McIntyre. They, they have thousands of IMDb reviews. And they left in the middle of their review of this movie just to talk about somebody's death. And so uh, that's how bad The Perils of PK is. Was it vitamin oh. related? Like suspiciously? Probably. Uh, <laughs> speaking of, uh, she right after this movie came out, she got involved in a lawsuit where she sued her vitamin shake company because her recipe include, included a lecithin. Lecithin? I'm not sure. I'm not a chemist. Which goes rancid very quickly. And I guess there's not a a ton of testing diligence when you're throwing together magic vitamin drinks designed by a hard air quotes celebrity spokesperson. So the expiration dates didn't match the timeline of when the shakes turned to swamp juice. And so uh, <laughs> people would like open up their vitamin shakes and ta-da, that's just this rancid, uh, you know, swamp juice. And keep in mind, a lot of these were donated to prisons and men mental institutions, according to her own Wonderful. author bio. <laughs> she brags about that she a lot. Poisons she poisons the convicted and insane. She, I expect to see that in her next bio. My house is blue. I hate fucking. I poison the mentally unfit. So she uh, included in that lawsuit was um, accusations that they did not promote it enough. That, that the vitamin shake company needed to do more marketing. Right, because they would have sold if they had done more right. marketing. And therefore, they wouldn't have gone. Yeah, I see. I see the maniac chain of events. <laughs> See the fucking lunacy ladder she's climbing? And, and here's something fun. Uh, the facts from that case, uh, this is a quote from the actual law, uh, the, the lawsuit facts. Hayden is a New York resident and an attractive and compelling writer and personality <laughs> in the feet of nutrition. <laughs> I knew it was coming. I read the that, article. I knew it was coming. <laughs> this fucking lady puts that in her court documents that she's beautiful. I mean, 
It's Because if the fantastic. court accepts it, if the court just is like, oh, I'm so fucking it's, exhausted with this lady. Let's just, I don't want to listen to her argue it. Then it's a law. Can't dispute it. Uh, I have no idea how that lawsuit went. Uh, I think they settled out of court, probably for $3 million. That's just sort of how it seems to work out for people like Nora Hayden. And um, <laughs> thirty-seven. she got that 3700 back from Isle of You. Much like everything oh. else, 30 years later. She did not write a lot of books for about eight or nine years. And then in 1995, she wrote Good. I, it brings me no pleasure to explain. Just good? Just the word good? Yes, just good. That's God. And then a little extra O carroted on top. So like God with an O jammed in there to spell good as like an afterthought. Uh, the next part of the book title is, is alive and well and living in each one of us. Meaning good and God are both alive and well living inside of us. And it is a full on like relapse into her like cocaine era of just like Tony Robbins nonsense. Just you got to live your best life. You got to focus on yourself and focus on others and try your best and also just take it easy. Feel like I'm vibrating. Is anybody else vibrating? Uh, (laughs) Who wants to just rub gently against a dick for several hours? Woo! It's the only way to make love. Play a little game I like to call fuck chicken. Do you think you would ever incorporate this into one of your films, Jamie? This this way of 1970s lovemaking? No. <laughs> I, th- I thought you cut out. I thought you cut out, but it was contempt. It was just 10 seconds of straight you contempt. You couldn't hear that contempt. I could hear the contempt. Oh, man. Well, I guess everyone deserves to get their feelings hurt. I got told to shut the fuck up several times. Brockway, we're coming for you next. Wait, 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 wait. We weren't telling you to shut up. We were telling her to shut up through you. It still hurts, Jamie. It still hurts. <sighs> you got a birthday coming up, don't you? We'll make it up to you. We'll get you some vitamins and almost fuck Thanks. you. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we're talking. Now that This is the kind of energy I was hoping we would have together. Next up, 1999's How to Satisfy a Man Every Time and Have Him Beg for More. She just did a gender swap. I can't of her believe this best-selling is, book. This this is still going. She twenty yeah. some odd years later, in nineteen ninety nine. That was. I mean, people had at least sort of the internet at that point. They could Google like what a clitoris was and be like, "Okay, I got it, lady." <laughs> yeah, I think I think we can take it from here. So she um never got a second sex tip. I know you won't believe me, but she, it's the same shit. Uh, I've. I don't know if I've ever built enough trust with anyone that they would uh, believe that, but I promise it's just teases Wang, barely touch it, or better yet, barely touch something else like the knee or a nearby chair. (laughs) 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 Meandering, name-dropping stories. Like, this book is all about just, like, doing press junkets for her other books and how, like, she used to date fantastic, fabulous men and blah, 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 blah. It's it's just a a total has-been who has trapped you at a cocktail party. And uh, I do want to read uh, page 50. I found some really interesting um, uh, logic and, uh, and smart lady behavior. Uh, page 50, she's trying to explain how like a lot of relationships are famously like rock solid. You know, like a lot of people got together for a long time and never got divorced. A lot of celebrity couples. So what do they have in common? What's different about them? Then she lists some of her top celebrity couples. Bess and Harry Truman, Georgiana and Ricardo Montalban, Clark Gable, 
Carol Lombard. Uh, who else do we have on this list? We've got Nancy and Ronald Reagan. Famously erotic lovers. Famously non-fuckers. Uh, yes. Gloria and Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart knows how to tease a clitoris with the tip of his penis. Like, let's just, like, fucking not play any games. What I loved about Bess and Harry Truman is she uh, has a whole paragraph about them where she's like, Harry, a very strong person, always calls Bess the boss when talking about her. And for the president of the United States to put his wife on that kind of pedestal shows the kind of respect he had for her. That's it. That's the entirety of why she included famous lover Harry Truman in this book. Harry the Turtle Truman, because he always sucks back in. (laughs) Now, Harry Truman, uh, listeners probably know this, uh, famously is the only man to drop nuclear bombs on human souls. Like (laughs) That's the secret. That's it. That's how you stay married for a long time. (laughs) No single person has ever demonstrated such a lack of love as Harry Truman. Uh, Just needlessly dropping a bomb on two cities worth of civilians. But then she's kind of like complicit in the crime. So where is she going to go? You know, that's that's the secret. Right. You're stuck together now. But but yeah, but Nora says like more notable than that is the uh, he calls his wife the boss. I mean, come on. He must fuck like so. A it was really donkey. her call. She she dropped those bombs. Yeah, that's true. I bet he did ask his wife's advice. I bet Best Truman has a lot to answer for. That's what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> sorry to be a big downer, but the United States did drop two nuclear bombs on on people, and Harry Truman was the the where the buck stopped on that. Famous lover Harry Truman. Uh, she also has a section in this book on uh, Donald Trump, another great American president. And uh, she talks about how if Marla Maples had just done more of what he asked for, then they would have, like, stayed together. And I'm not taking that out of context. That's almost the entirety of what she says about famous lover Donald Trump. She'd been into piss play. It would have worked out. <laughs> and it really set me up for something. I don't even know if you'd call this a joke. But, like, I, I wrote an article on this book. And it, and I, and I was sort of kind of taken aback by uh, how perfect it was as a setup for for. Like, we tested that. Like, we we live in a country where we gave that dude everything he could possibly want, and it wasn't a good idea. Like, we we can we have proof that it's a terrible idea to give that very specific man everything he could possibly want. And it did not lead to him being happier. It did not lead to the world being a better place. And so it's just funny to see, like, her, her totally subjective nonsense advice, like, through just a miracle of circumstances, get put to the test and proven to be very wrong. But I maybe he just... wouldn't have done all that if she'd just been into piss play. Maybe our country would would heal. Maybe we would still be together. That'd be love. There's nothing about piss play in this book. Um, that's that's a problem. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Almost piss on her, but not quite. Get right it. Get right there. Piss like right next to her head, but not quite. It'll drive her crazy. I, the, she she talks a lot about um, oral sex in this book. Uh, also, the, her, her only tip on oral sex is to do it just really gently. Just tease the tip of it, then like lick his leg. There's a lot of like knee touching and arm touching. Uh, again, like her sex tip again was, was, I don't know if I mentioned this, uh, because Nora has several times in 25 different books, but you just want to barely not have sex. So when she took that advice and applied it to like third base, like it got even further and further from eroticism to the point where you're just like, rubbing up against something near your lover. Did she have and some kind I, of bone disease that... <laughs> 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 maybe, 
She had a She's genuine like, fear of being shattered. <laughs> that's that's probably it. You know, uh, that's not in her bio. I think she would have included that if it, if she had it because these are extensive bios. This bio was probably uh, eight hundred words long. Uh, she also lists her pets at this point in the bios. She'll talk about like her dogs. She has a uh, a one winged pigeon in this book that she listed. Jesus <laughs> uh, Christ! She doesn't list her unmade pilots anymore, which is which is nice. But it really does feel like, uh, you know, when you see someone, they're trying really hard to be a celebrity and you like come across their Wikipedia or their, their MySpace page or whatever the fuck. And it's just like good reference. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> hundreds of like <laughs> half accomplishments. Like they had a high school radio show and they were in a, you know, and it's just like, yeah, every tiny little thing. Yeah. They were captain of their softball team when they worked it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, so that's what Nora Hayden's books seem like. But again, right. she has been in 15 or 16 TV shows. She was in a real movie in America. Uncredited but most of these things the were part. uncredited. Yeah, yeah, I was just about to say. Do, were, are we sure? Are we sure that they meant to have her in them? Was she perhaps sneaking <laughs> she, on set? It's entirely possible she was just dating someone on set. And she's like, oh, hey, yeah. Wandered, in, <laughs> wandered in on a really expensive scene so that they couldn't reshoot it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Was that me? Well, you had all the fucking magic elephants into the shot. Well, you're not going to blow up that warehouse twice, are you? <laughs> Looks like somebody's uncredited. Even worse, was it the type of thing where she requested to be uncredited because the roles were beneath her? That's not impossible. Especially at the start. Yeah. I'm above this. I'm above this. Just doing it to get my start. I, I Honestly, I think if you framed her movie career in a certain way, it's kind of fine you know what i mean if she says i was on 15 different tv shows you'd be like okay that's that's kind of something yeah right like if you embraced but, this and like named your autobiography uncredited and we we're just like yeah like, really humble and funny about it you could like have a resurgence but no 100 percent, yeah but she's a superstar so that's the that i wrote about this book on the site you can go read this um that's fantastic i only have one more book left it's from 2008 uh five years before her death of undisclosed causes not related to vitamin drinks. Being fucked to death. She had to try it once and she just exploded. <laughs> yeah. R.I.P. 2008, she wrote The Sexually Delicious Marriage. Intimate answers for a long, exciting, faithful marriage. The first and only book that tells you exactly how. Okay, there's got to be a second tip in this one. There is absolutely not. Her whole life? Her whole life. I'm not even going to read it. Uh, she She died... Only knowing one way to fuck, and it was not quite fucking. And it only ever included one tip. And even then, not not quite all the way. We've run through her entire career now. Uh, Jamie, give us your high-level thoughts on, on Nora Hayden. I'm thinking that like she approached her acting career and her fame in the same way that she approaches her uh, tips on having sex. You don't, <laughs> you don't, you just don't do it. You just yeah. don't quite you get real close. do it. Yes. <laughs> She's uncredited in her sexual relationships. Oh. I, I, I'm surprised hearing all this that she wasn't like uh, some sort of like Scientologist or anything. Yeah, no, she Th was that never... pretty ordinary Christian. Oh, weird. weird. Well, there's like uh, a certain kind of Christian that is basically Scientologist. Yeah. That yeah. brings that same real crazy energy. Mm -hmm, yeah. like, like, I know that's not against the Bible or anything, but I feel like Jesus would frown on this kind of energy. Like he would just be like, and and don't fucking act like that. Don't don't get all keyed up like that. Just calm down. Yeah. 
Right. Yeah, and Jesus Jesus was real quick about stuff, in and out in 33 years. I mean, come on. Jesus knew how to fuck. Yeah, he banged it out. He respected your schedule. He's like, <laughs> I know you got to get back to work, baby. I'll keep this under 20 minutes. I'm not saying he did. I'm just saying yeah. he would have shattered her into a million pieces with his dick. <laughs> yeah, just blasted out the back of her with Jesus force. He didn't, but he would have. To be clear, her cause of death was not fucked to death by Jesus, I think. I can't rule it out. Einstein Hunter Frankfurt. Einstein Hunter Frankfurt. It's a podcast canal. Und mit maximalen Schau. Doc Frankfurt podcast. Correct. Yeah. The craft is not trapped, is not ohne. Schick dich in die Hundesau. Für eine Stunde. Komm schon. Du kennst die Nummer. Thank you, thank you. No, you're beautiful. Well, it's been a great run here at the 1900 Hot Dog Hotel and Casino. None of it would have been possible without the groovy Hot Dog House Band. Let's give it up for the Supremes. Three Finger Louie, Aaron Croston, on Kita, Adrian H. Hey, there's Aiden Moat, Alpha Scientist Java, Armando Nava, Bibbidi Bop Bop Bibbidi Bop, Benjamin Cyranid, Second Kitar. Give it up for Brandon Garlock, Rianne Whitney, Chase McPherson. Children love the meat millie. Ooh, yeah, they do. Chris Brower, Curious Glare, Dan B. On rhythm guitar, laziest man on Mars. Not lazy on that guitar, I'll tell you that much for free. Da-da-da-da-da, Dean Costello. Dr. Awkward, Eric Spaulding, Fancy Shark. Ooh, I'm backup guitar. It's my man, Gelaho. What's that? Oh, I'm sorry. He informs me it's pronounced Jelloho. Jelloho, ladies and gentlemen. Won't forget that. Haraka. Hot Bart. Jaber Al Aiden. Jeremy Neal. Skippity bop. Skippity bop. Skippity bop. Zubop. 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 John. Also, John McCammon. John Minkoff. Josh Baby. Josh S. Ken Paisley. K&M. Hey, that stands for Kitar now, man. That's right. That's right. All right, slow it down. Lyman. Mark. Matt Cortez. Matt Riley. Mm-mm. Mike Styles. Moju. ND. Neil Bailey. Neil Schaefer. Nick H is rocking that lead Kitar. Look at those digits dance. Patrick Herbs. Rhiannon. Rich Joslin. Sarkovsky. Dither and Donald Finney on the double keytop. Timmy Leahy, Toasty Gab, Tom Sekula. And last, certainly not least, your man, my man, Yosarian on drums. I'm just messing with you, man. You know I love that vicious keytar. <laughs>